0: Hello, I'm Rupert Bell with my latest Racing UK radio podcast, and this week, naturally, it's all about the Investec Derby and Oaks. We know we're going to have a pretty small feel for the Colts Classic, and the betting would have it as a two-horse race between Camelot and Bonfire. I have to say, right from the start, I'm hugely disappointed. Parish Hall is not in the lineup, so for me, it's time to look elsewhere for my selection. Camelot is shades of odds-on, and whilst he was impressive with what he did in the two thousand guineas, I do think there are question marks. Second favourite, of course, is Bonfire from Andrew Boarding's yard, and his dainty win justifies his prominence in the market. Bonfire is not the most straightforward of horses, it would seem. And for Andrew Balding and his team, as he told Mike Vince, the build-up to the biggest flat race of them all is never easy.
1: It's a fair bit of pressure, Mike, because um, you're just always just hoping nothing goes wrong between now and then. Because even the smallest little issue, a bruised foot or something like that, can can cost you the race. Um, So we'll just be, if you could wrap them in cotton wool, you would. But uh, you just got to treat them as normal and, and hope nothing goes wrong.
2: But this is really what it's all been about for months, because I know even in defeat. On I mean, French 15, Frank, that form nicely for you at Newmarket. You've always hoped that you'd come to this day with a, with the horse and a Major Johnson in the Derby, haven't you?
1: Well, absolutely. We've always thought he was a high-caliber horse from literally the first day he ever sat upside. So, um, and you know, this is the race that we all want to win, uh, and particularly his owners and High Clear and uh, everyone involved with the horse. We'd, we're looking forward to the first Saturday in June in the hope that he could be good enough, and he certainly looked at it at York.
2: Three races, is that you know, it's, this will be his fourth race. Is, is experience a worry at all?
1: Yeah, I would have ideally wanted two runs this year, but it wasn't to be. Um, but I think he's fairly streetwise. He's a, he's a very quick learner. And the key thing with him is he travels very well. He's got plenty of speed. So uh, that can hopefully keep him out of trouble.
2: And certainly the way he won the Dante suggests, what, well, the extra furlong and a half should be right up his street?
1: Should be. I wouldn't take that as a given, but it, it, it should be. I mean, there's very different features to this track. I mean, there's a stiff climb through the first uh, six furlongs um, and then they tend to step on the gas from a lot earlier at them than at other places. So uh, we'll we just see, I, I, I hope he stays and I think he will, but uh, it's not a given.
0: A note, a note of caution there, but that is always the debate before the classic. And Looking through the rest of the likely runners, I suppose you'd have to say is the betting suggests that main sequence is the one to be taken seriously. However, I'm going to suggest Rugged Cross as a possible each-way selection. Henry Candy's Colt looked in need of the run behind Thoughtworthy at Newmarket and will, I think, progress, but is an uneasy selection. In the Oaks, on the other hand, I'm convinced the fugue might just be a little bit special. I love the way she eased away to win the Musadora, and for trainer John Gosden, that performance didn't surprise him.
3: Well, I think it was the first time we'd started a major meeting on good ground and i think what's happened this year we've had exceptional climatic circumstances no need to tell anyone in this country how wet it's been through april it was dry through january february march and then rain and rain through april into may so i think it, i think a lot of the horses suddenly you see what they're capable of when they get on ground that they can handle and she's uh, one of those cases in point
2: and the step up in trip from the guineas was obviously a, would i be right to suggest was a factor in that as well
3: yeah i think the, the trip is fine and we hope she goes further her mother was only touched off her nose in the Ribblestone when they ran it at York when I trained her and she was a gutsy staying filly, so hopefully that comes through and uh, the only thing she wouldn't want to see is the return of uh, heavy rain. If I suggested it looks a wide open Oaks and if you're looking at the Oaks and the Derby, the Oaks
2: looks a far more open classic. Is that fair?
3: Well, obviously you've got Cam- Camelotti's odds on and that, and so he should be. So you all think, oof, we're all running for second and third and that, and that is a logical viewpoint. I think, in terms of uh, looking at the at the Oaks itself, I mean, there are fillies like Kist and Maybe, both coming out of the same yard. There are a lot of very nice fillies that are quite progressive that will see the trip well, and if they handle the track and have the cruising speed, so therefore, it's a lot more contentious race. There's no doubt about that. So, sum up the mood: hopeful. Always. No point coming to these races unless you're hopeful plus.
0: The plus bit, I have to say, fills me with confidence, not that John Gosden lacks that, and hopefully it will be a great start to the meeting, which of course will be extra special this year as it starts the Diamond Jubilee celebrations on Saturday, and of course Racing UK viewers will not miss a beat on what is one of Britain's great sporting and social occasions. Enjoy your racing week.